halfway there. You either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death. All the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy. Squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fuck it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Speaking of leggings, uh, let's talk about what you're wearing right now, Jen. Okay, I'm wearing athleisure. <laughs> I'm, I'm wearing Adidas athleisure. Um, and it's, uh, I got it because I used to wear these <laughs> pumpkin <laughs> colored bike shorts that my boyfriend was like, I cannot, I want to burn them. I cannot look at them anymore. Because <laughs> I looked like a weird German guy from like East, East, but Eastern Bloc. <laughs> like I hadn't updated my wardrobe since like 1982. And um, I think he was embarrassed I wore them around campus. So he got me this like Adidas stuff. And how is that now a... you look like some bloke from like the non-posh part of yeah, London. Yeah, like I look a like a chav. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I did my eye makeup like Amy Winehouse. So I'm all I need is like super chunky gold hoops <laughs> and like a couple of tattoos and a, yeah. and, a, and a ciggy. And I'll be good, you know, I'll be good to go. And then we just got to so. throw you on Love Island and you're all set. <laughs> That's right. And I need a sun holiday in Barbados. <laughs> and I'm good no, to no, go. No, no, pizza. No more of you, please. God. <laughs> and a pizza. I know. I know. You're you're getting the butt end of the British Empire there, Kim. Emphasis on butt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ka-ching, ka-ching. We haven't introed the show yet. No, let's do it. No. Okay. I'm Jenny Terre. Hi, I'm Camilo Fantasia. Hi, I'm Kim Gaynor, and welcome to Halfway There, a podcast about the new middle age. Wow, we're becoming more inclusive by the week. This time we're welcoming. Oh, Not yeah, I've this been is. welcome before. I always welcome. I feel really welcoming to everyone. I, Kim is I, much I just, more... <laughs> I didn't even say hi. I just was like, this is Jenny Tear. I, I'm here. I, think of us, I think of us more as like a, a Picasso. Like you kind of look at it, it's interesting. It certainly doesn't make you feel welcome. It's a more of a perplexing thing. Oh, so, really? Uh, <laughs> Trying to figure out what the Picasso metaphor was before Me you too. did. <laughs> then it made my brain hurt. So I stopped. Yeah. Because yeah, I feel like my, my face day by day is becoming more and more like a Picasso painting, maybe. <laughs> Well, then you're going to love my health and beauty segment. Yes. Oh, Ooh, I love um, when we get these little teasers. Yeah. It's a, it's very useful info for, for us as the olds. So guys, so you, you, I think you all know we have a new resident in the home. Yeah. So did you get us, you got another dog? Yes. We got a lady dog and like all the women wow. in my life, she adores me and she's very, very bossy. She doesn't want me looking at my cell phone when she's around. So she pushes it away with her nose. Oh, that's adorable. It's going to make my screen time go down quite a bit that, this week. You'll stave off um, Alzheimer's. I'm convinced that our, that our smartphones are 
giving us memory loss. Camila, why did you get another? How many dogs do you have? Three. And I've told Jim that that's, that's it. You have a petting zoo. We have what? You have a petting zoo. That's right. And you can pet me anytime too. I mean, I. Oh my God. It's sexual harassment. I'll get on all fours and wag my. Ew, Camilo's horny. <laughs> Wait a minute. I just um, want to be pat the self- on the head. Is I there the anything self- better than head rubs? Yes, Kim? HR of this podcast, Camilo, <laughs> I'm going to have to write you up for that comment. Oh, God. Okay? What are the disciplinary procedures here three, three, on this podcast? Three write-ups and you're out. You're, um, you're, you get a timeout. But what if I'm like a co-owner of the company like you're gonna um, have to buy me out basically oh yeah well look what happened to bill gates hon you're not above uh you're not above it if you're not that. above reproach it would be really funny if like um basically blue states copied the texas law and deputized everybody to to effectively take everybody else to court for like um sexual harassment or petty infractions so like if you were at your job and your boss i don't know was like nice blouse you could be like you know what that makes me really uncomfortable i'll see you in court next week i've been deputized i've been deputized yeah it's the tattletale state now um, oh God, it's great so job, strange. Texas. Which is so bizarre to me because isn't it supposed to be the ultimate do whatever you want, I'll do whatever you want and leave me alone state? Only if you have uh, a gun. That's the live free or die state. What state is that? That's New Hampshire. It's a Jen's favorite state. Yeah, Horrible right. Place. <laughs> it's just really just or die state. But it's the Florida of New England. Oh God, um, just yeah. Like it, I can hear the clicks of pod players turning off. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the, right. All across I hear the beautiful one. state of New Hampshire. Our legion of New Hampshire listeners and Florida listeners. No, 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 listeners. but we, we, were, we were talking about Texas. Yes. We're just in yeah. Texas right now. Let's concentrate on one state at a time. Uh, Always dissing Texas. They're a problem. Well, I have a question though, Kim, what do your family think? Did they, did they comment about it? Are they like, this is nuts or what do you think? No, I haven't talked to them about that. Actually, I'm going to talk to them later today. I mean, is it a minefield to talk to them about? For sure. A minefield. Yeah. Uh, But I would be interested to know what my sister-in-law thinks about it. I hesitate to to mention anybody I know in this podcast, it makes me so stressed out, but she is an OBGYN and I like to know how that affects her and her job. Yeah, that's Uh, really interesting. Yeah. I love pet noises on the podcast, personally. (laughs) Oh, we've got plenty of them. She is. It's like she's she's doing a, a ballad, a, Kate, a Katie. She's at she's Katy Perry at a leggings convention. <laughs> You're gonna hear me bark. Okay. Speaking of which, sorry, I gotta get this dog. <laughs> it's very funny to watch Jen on mute yelling at her. Yelling dog. at the top of her lungs, clearly. <laughs> 
I really am. I really am. Probably all the students think we're abusing her. Little do they know she rules everything. Okay. Speaking of multi-level marketing scams, one of the craziest articles I ever read in the New Yorker was about herbal life. It is mind blowing. And one of the board members on, on herbal life, which is clearly a scam is Madeline Albright. What? Oh my God. Yes. Yes. And Carl Icahn, who's this um, activist, he, he's a terrible person. He's, he's one of those uh, private equity goons that like basically buys companies and strips them for parts. And he basically propped up herbal life because this other investor wanted to take it down. Anyway, I'll, we should put it in the show notes. You guys should read it. It's really interesting, but it's surprising sometimes who's on those corporate boards. Well, I mean, we, we, we need to find a reason to do the Theranos episode because that topic is almost as popular as Little Nas X for some reason. But if uh, you look at the board of that, I mean, total scam. Henry Kissinger was on the board. Yeah. Adults. I mean, they I had like all the evil masters of the universe for some reason on that board. Well, it makes and perfect none sense. None of them. Well, General, General Mattis was on that board. It made no sense. What would make sense is, is you know, people who had some sort of expertise in medicine or science. But instead, it was a bunch of decrepit, old, white masters of the universe who probably thought that uh, this chick was pretty hot. I mean, let's Did you hear... Oh God, I find her so unattractive. Did you hear that women are showing up to the court dressed as her? They yeah, I saw that. Legion of fans who I guess wear black turtlenecks and have long blonde, to- you know, ponytails and talk like this. <laughs> can I just say, can, can I go back to the masters of the universe? When I was growing up, I was promised extremely muscular, sexy men and women with like, blonde locks or like awesome skeleton face not decrepit old men kim (laughs) i know this is not what saturday morning cartoons (laughs) promised at all and it's quite a disappointment yeah it would be very funny to do like a marvel movie only they're all like 90 (laughs) And, and not at all strong or right cool. yeah they're like my sciatica i can't really <laughs> save you <laughs> i think that's kind of a great idea though jenny maybe they could maybe they're not evil people like you know henry kissinger or george schultz maybe they're just old people who are awesome that yeah. have other superpowers yeah, that's true. And despite so, their high blood pressure, they're able to save the universe. Like putting you like, immediately to sleep with their World War II stories, that kind exactly. of thing. Instead yeah. of spinning a Spider-Man web, or uh, they, they crochet real fast and, uh, and catch the bad guy, or <laughs> strip them with their wheelchair, or empty their bedpan, you know, in a jettison type manner that can bring down the bad guys. There, there are lots of possibilities. Now I, I, I really, this. I really, really want to see like a high energy music soundtrack put to a person with a walker, like chasing a person, 
person in a motorized scooter or something. I think that could be awesome. Some like wild, you know, Marvel style action sequence music. Yeah, there's definitely a market for this in nursing homes. (laughs) Tonight's entertainment. I'll, I'll get on. I'll get on that. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm tired. I started my first, as, as these guys know, I've started my first week working the front desk of a hotel. I think I'm also terrified I'm going to get COVID. That's stressful. It's a little, it's a little, I double masked also wearing those masks all day for like a seven hour shift is not easy. I feel like all of the people who worked throughout this pandemic should be giving, given like medal of honors. Yeah, I agree. So, um, yeah, easy. Yeah. And you're living in like kind of a hybrid of Winter's Bone slash Nomad Land. Yeah, it's very it's a it's rural it's rural America and the town Bennington, where a lot of people from the hotel uh grew up have it's definitely gone a you know it's been deindustrialized essentially. Like a woman that I worked with had worked at the Energizer battery factory but it closed down uh, and they moved jobs elsewhere. So it's basically service sector jobs. And I asked her, I was like, how did they tell you that they would be closing down? Um, and she said they made an announcement on Facebook. That's how, all the, that's how all of the workers found out they were losing their jobs. That's terrible. It's, it's pretty terrible. It's, 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 pretty, it's pretty grim. I'm, I'm going to try and maybe write something about it or do something just a you know, observing it because it's, it's definitely eye-opening. I'll put it that way. Did they do that uh, at the same time that Trump was firing people on Twitter? Yeah. Although, you know, listening to these people's conversation, it's really not hard to make the leap. I I don't think an enormous amount of them are political. This is not a politically active group from what I can tell. I, I can see how a lot of them probably just don't vote. Um, but it certainly makes it, you can certainly see how this is a population ripe for a demagogue. And what's interesting, even though it's Vermont and it's like it, there are a lot of white workers, they they seemingly all have come from very like they have very mixed background, like their daughters are married to people of color, their grandchildren are mixed. So that's been very interesting. Like it's a reminder that work, you know, the working class of this country is very diverse and it's very, it's a lot more mixed in some ways than like the upper classes. But but also, even though you're interacting with working class people, keep in mind, you're still in the Northeast. I am. Yeah, that's true. It's Vermont. It's, it's, it's particular. I'm sure no... this is not true in Florida. It's probably not true in Texas. It's not true in the South, where it's probably a lot more segregated in terms of family life. And I feel like an alien. I mean, I talk like, uh, you know, I definitely feel a class and education difference. It's very interesting. I'm not sure I'm going to, I'm not sure how long I'll last. The The wages are, are I, uh, the, I don't know how people are raising families on this kind of money. I just Jenny. don't. Do you think yeah. that you you feel out of place, or do I you, do? You notice I mean, I'm that try- difference, but do you think they? Yeah, just yes. as much as you feel that they feel that to, towards you. Yes, yeah, I yeah. do. But I'm I'm not. I mean, I'm not a snobby person. Like I think I try and greet people with warmth. You know who who notices to a certain extent is the guests. 
Oh, interesting. Like we had a guy who, okay, this weekend we had a group of people, get this, the North American Porsche Club came to stay. (laughs) And this guy checked in and I'm chit-chatting, you know, trying to make it interesting for myself. And I was like, oh, have you ever been to Germany? with the Porsche club. And he was like, yes, my brother lives in Stuttgart. And I was like, oh, my brother lives in Dusseldorf. And he sort of looked at me like, what? Like, where do I put you on the hierarchy of like this, the class ladder? Like, and I was like, yeah, have you ever gone on the Autobahn there? It's terrifying. And he definitely was a little bit like, I could read his mind was, why are you working here? Do you know what I mean? What if you just yeah. burst into tears and just completely fell apart in front of him and told him, I wish I was living in Stuttgart. I Take know. Me Take me in your porch, Or my please. boyfriend is a professor. We're, we're trapped in Vermont. I know, I but know you this is going to go. Yeah. I was like, look, I've been abducted. There's a man in a hotel room. I want you to call the police. I mean... Yeah, it's pretty funny. I'm working with these nice. people and they're so nice and I just really want to relate to them, you know, but it's so hard because I have so <laughs> many college degrees that are coming out of my ears. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be very awkward. And then Jackie, the woman who's been working like 16 hours a day for 10 months would be like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I can barely keep my eyes open. Oh, you guys, that's rough. Here's the really important questions. I need to know what a rural Vermont accent, or not rural, working class Vermont accent is like. Oh, it's really particular. Okay, it's somewhere between like a little touch of Fargo. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a woman I'm working with God, I have to I have to listen to her more because she has a really particular, a really particular cadence. Yeah, you gotta um, pick it up, especially if you're gonna do that one woman show. Everybody featuring. smokes too. Everybody vapes. Everybody smokes. I am the only person there who doesn't smoke. Everybody vapes. <laughs> it's Sometimes true. everybody yeah. smokes. And vaping is considering like is considered like the healthy yeah, option. Alternative. Yeah. Look, I don't want to talk. I mean, I'm not I hope I don't sound like I'm talking down about these people. I'm I'm it not. Doesn't. It's just a different, it's just a different class in a way. And I haven't worked a kind of customer service job like this in a long time. And it's interesting. Also, all these places are super short staffed. You know, there's like a a labor shortage. So seeing the way they they deal with the, the fear that like an online review instills in the heart of like service sector workers has really been something to like in the morning, the general manager was like her finger trembling. She's like, oh, we've got two, two new reviews. Like, oh, please. You know, you're just like, this is so fucked up. Jen, and what if you the get pettiest stuff? Like I didn't like my slippers. Ugh. Jen, what if you get called out like <laughs> by that German Porsche Club guy and he's like, this place was a total nightmare, except <laughs> for the one 
obviously very educated and worldly front desk person, Jenny, who had been to Germany, even has a brother there and has driven on the Autobahn. <laughs> you be well, instantly hated. No, Kim, I'll get a $25 bonus. Yes, oh, yeah? Yeah. If and you'll be instantly hated. Uh, and I'll be hated. If you're personally mentioned in a review, you get a $25 bonus. Wow. Oh, you've got to get mentioned. We've yeah, got to get you to. mentioned for Kim, something I thought, hilarious. Kim, I, I thought you were going to say the opposite, which was this hotel was splendid, except for that hoity-toity young lady yes. in the front desk. <laughs> That's a possibility. Trying to engage me in inappropriate conversation. <laughs> what all I'm Beyond trying to do is check yeah, in. Totally, 100%. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, boy. All right. I think it's time to move into our segment. Anyway. Woohoo. I think I'm going first this week, telling you all about you are. the kids. All right. What are the cool kids up to? What music do they like? Where do they go at night? Are they watching sexy Netflix shows or anime or both? Cool, cool kids like really cool kids. We want to know what you're up to. Ah, as if. All right. So this all started as me trying to figure out what the uh, kids are wearing, specifically undergarments these days, because I want to know if the underwear that I wear is Gen Z approved or not. And um, I wasn't really finding Aren't they a lot going of, commando? That's a completely different avenue to, to research, which, hey, for next week's uh, What the Kids Are Doing researcher, take that mm -hmm. one. But um, what I came across is an overall trend in moving away from gendered underwear and just send, uh, selling or creating or gender-inclusive underwear, which obviously body shapes are different, not just in, you know, hip structure and all of that, but some people have protruding genitals and some people don't, to put it delicately, because I'm very delicate. <laughs> so there was one particular uh, online retailer that sells like the exact same style, but they say, you know, it can be flat front, it can be a pouch, or it can be like the, the little slit version, whichever one you want, you know, that fits you best. So I wasn't really getting the information that I wanted, though, about like what styles are really cool, which is what I was looking for. But then everything came to a screeching halt when I read this particular statistic, which is 25% of Gen Zers say they expect to change their gender identity at least once during their lifetime. <laughs> I mean, literally the tire screeched in my brain. Because I can wrap my brain around growing up feeling like you're not in the right body or, you know, your, your gender identity isn't represented by your body, all of that. But thinking that, well, right now, I'm okay with this gender identity that I am, but I think there's a possibility in the future that I'm going to switch and that's going to change. What do you guys think about that? I think that's indicative of everything I've been reading about Gen Z because something that's been drilled into our politics around sexuality is this notion that part of the reason why uh, people of di different sexuality and gender expressions should be protected under the law is that they were born that way. Well, 
I don't know if Gen Z exactly embraces this idea. So what if you're not born that way? Maybe it's a choice. Maybe it's something that you choose several times. And if so, what is the freaking problem with that? Uh, it's a free country. It's this is how I'm choosing to express myself now. And in the future, I reserve the right to to choose a different expression, much like changing uh, vocations, much like moving to a different city. It's uh, it's just different forms of choice. I, I, I would think that that might be how Gen Z sees it or that seems to be the case according to the to you know what I'm reading like it's kind of shocking to us with with the politics we were brought up with around this but yeah yeah and I think to hear you articulate it so well it it makes sense it translates but once I start to sort of try to layer that on my own personal experience and thinking about whether I may be down the road might change or consider changing my gender identity it just it's very, very hard for me personally to wrap my brain around that. I don't have any negative sentiment towards somebody else doing, but I guess I'm um, I'm just really guess I guess trapped in uh, an old in your way own of thinking. specific underwear. <laughs> yes, I'm trapped yeah. in these really this is my problem. My underwear is so tight. <laughs> just I need, I need to let it hang loose, you know. Uh, listen, HR is on the call. Watch yourself. <laughs> exactly. Oh God, is this my second? <laughs> I need your second warning. Second warning. Yeah. Next one, you're out. Um, I'm on a, in a, interestingly, I'm on a college campus, so I'm seeing this very up close and personal. Um, like my, my partner has students that he teaches that have, they often have two different names, like David and then Dina. And depending on the day they either identify as David or the day that day they identify as Dina. Okay, but that use that's classified in the uh, journal of what's it called the uh, DM DSM four or whatever it is of psychiatry. Right, but it also tracks with them being a they them. So that's their sort of you know non-binary identity. I mean, interestingly, I do think that there is a class dynamic to this because it seems to, and a generational dynamic in terms of uh, the difference between like Gen Z and Gen X seems to be like this, for example. Like we're we're not that dissimilar in some ways, but in terms of like the fluidity of gender, there is a real difference between like me and this the students on this campus that I'm meeting in terms of how they deal with gender as an identity that can be put on and off. Nobody at the hotel who's their age is even contemplating gender identity. They're just wondering if they're going to be able to pay daycare for their kids. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, I mean, and so when you see statistics like this, it's uh, unfortunately, the click through to see the source of that data is not available anymore, so I couldn't uh, verify it. So I, so I could be spreading uh, false internet rumors. But um, but slap I think, on a warning. Yeah. HR is that your third infraction? Uh, no, <laughs> like fake unverified news is fine research. With that. 
<laughs> but Jen, do you, just don't do you touch anybody's titties yeah. no. <laughs> do, or do, your uh, only your own please yes although i know you wish you could <laughs> touch kim's delicious boobs uh dear listener yeah you better I'd join be the, the you better join that patreon <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see this video yeah. we're just resorting to just the most base instincts now yeah Pretty we're much. gonna have an only fans account but it's just kim <laughs> <laughs> Not you and your athleisure. There should be <laughs> athleisure too. Yeah, doing, it's just me in the corner. Yeah, it's me in the corner squats. smoking a cigarette and then Kim in like absolute lusciousness. And are you doing that like uh, Russian pose? The Adidas tracksuit Russian pose? Exactly. The, the classic squat? Yeah. Could you hear that? <laughs> yes, veins are bulging. And then Kim has is, is in like perfect makeup and like listening <laughs> boobs. <laughs> three step boobs yeah you need some more gold though you need some more gold chains jen i know i do and i need a you good need like bling bling, bling. And yeah. some bling and some good sneaks yeah jen do you do you think you're leaving the door open for a, a gender identity change in the future or are you like done are you Ooh, i i think i'm i think i'm fixed i don't know i don't really think about it that often i guess i don't know i like what an interesting choice of words yeah um yeah it is um i like being a woman is that okay to say like i think we have our our i think it's challenging but i like womanhood i think that's all right to say i think it's okay to say i like being a woman too yeah i always did i always did i i always um I, I never didn't want to be a, a girl. That sort of brings up something for me, though, that, you know, I've kind of made peace with. I've always considered myself just my essence, my feeling is extremely feminine, but not everybody that doesn't read to everybody in the outside world. A lot of times during my life, I have appear to be very androgynous to people more. I mean, at some times that that was something I played with at some other times it was not, but it always took me aback that people were like jumping to conclusions about things. And in this new era of not assuming people's pronouns and assuming the way people gender identify, I mean, I can tell you, for instance, I was on a this is a whole other story, but I was on a Zoom call that was a diversity and inclusion seminar. Uh, let's just put it that way. And I was uh, invited, asked, I'm, I'm using quotationals there um, because it was part of my job. I don't really think I had a choice, but the woman didn't get everybody's pronouns at the beginning. So there are just a smattering of different, of different kinds of people on this call. Everybody else had a pronoun, but she kept referring to me as they. And it pissed oh, me interesting. off. Yeah. And, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say that I didn't like being called they when, and I think it really opens up this huge can of worms about because I find that there are some racial elements, even as ironic as that is in this forum, you know, where we're all 
being sensitive and learning about racism that I was the only person picked out as someone that you were unclear about. I wasn't giving her full lusciousness, you know, but I was giving all the clues of femininity and those, those for the women on the call and the men on the call were good enough for her to just pick their pronoun, which she shouldn't have been doing actually. But for me, she was unclear and used they, and I didn't like it. Yeah. I'm just gonna put that right out there. Well, and it's it's the exact same for people who- for She people misgendered who, me. Yeah, for people who identify as they, they, they also don't want to be identified Exactly. She, she should have gotten everybody's pronouns at the beginning. And not only that, Zoom specifically has you show your name here so that you can edit it and put your own pronouns, which people do uh, on the Zoom calls. I've been with the Mid-America LGBTQ Chamber of Commerce. Like they yeah. ask you to put your pronouns on the on your little name thing here on Zoom that appears on the screen. I will say this. My boyfriend who's teaching when people he does use he just says they for everybody because it's it gets incredibly confusing when when you have 10 people changing their pronouns day to day predicated or hourly even. or hourly that and was so the thing he just uses a universal they even if they identify as he you know him she her whatever he just says they he's so just do, like it's just easier and he, or he'll just use their name yeah so do a lot of articles nowadays okay. i've noticed that in a lot of press yeah um, unless it's really specifically known. Yeah. They have, let, before we wrap this up, I want to do a, a little quick thought exercise. Mm -hmm. So if you were going to ch change your gender identity in the future, what do you think, like, what's the most interesting to you? Tough one? What are the options? I mean, the options yeah. are uh, uh, limitless, right? The options are limitless. Yeah, exactly. Um... I think I definitely want to like slide along the spectrum towards more in the middle. Like not binary? Well, I think my sexuality and then, but then like- Like you like the ladies? Yeah, like I like the ladies and the guys. Like that's, I don't- Oh, you really? Just, Jen, I really enjoyed how you just perked up when I said that. <laughs> yeah, cause I'm like- <laughs> Some hints, he, he's, he's talked about- Yeah. Him. Basinger and it's true. Penthouse magazine. I'm not at all surprised. He's Don't dropping, you remember that one night we had in college, Camilo? Dropping hints. <laughs> Camilo's thinking. Camilo's trying to remember. Wouldn't that no. be funny if there was one and we both forgot? Oh, no. Yeah, it would be funny. Uh, <laughs> um, but believe you... me, I recall every awkward interaction <laughs> I've ever had in my life. So. Um, uh, could you imagine like a polyamorous relationship, Camilo, with like Jim and like, like a yes, lady? yes, that's a really good one for me. Yes, I can. You can. Yeah, because I'm an only child and I need a lot of time for myself. So somebody like taking the pressure off, uh -huh. I think would be really great. Oh, okay. <laughs> Fortunately, Jim is also an only child and also enjoys time alone, so that works for us. Okay. But um, we're having a little whiny dog here because. Um, Jim's friend is visiting with our new dog, Gracie, and Jim did not want our previous doggies to interfere and try to steal her attention away. It's like dog Macbeth. There's a lot going on there. A lot of power dynamics. It's more Drama. like dog, dog King Lear with the oh three God. dogs. Yeah. 
Cordelia's down there right now getting all the attention and Regan and uh, what's the other one? Goneril. Goneril, yeah, they're very upset. I think my my Mm -hmm. gender is like vampiric disco queen femme dom. I feel so boring now after hearing your awesome choice. Yeah. It sounds like a really awesome Starbucks latte. (laughs) They'll make it too. Yeah. Gotta get the right syrups. Um I, you guys, my gender is old lady. Keeping it (laughs) relevant to the podcast. That's what I imagine like becoming. Well, speaking of keeping from getting old, shall we move on to health and beauty? Health and beauty, yeah. Yes. I just want to be pretty. Give me your potions, give me your serums, give me your unwinds. But that must work out, baby. Oh, no, I can't. I just want to be pretty. You guys, this is really good for us and all of our genders. I, once again, am sourcing from the failing New York Times. I'm sorry. I'm I did too. I didn't my, credit my them. Media consumption. Yeah. I'm sorry. My internet, our internet connection on campus has been terrible. So forgive me. All right. This is all of your retinol questions answered. Yes. Do you guys use retinol? Ret- yes. Retinol? You do. Okay. Well, this is, you're about to get all of your questions answered. Excellent. Let me just read the intro. Retinols have long been touted as one of the most effective treatments for increasing collagen in the skin, reducing fine lines and wrinkles, fighting acne and evening out pigmentation. Wow. It's, it really is a miracle substance. Oh, wait, evening evening out, I understood as, wait, an evening out? (laughs) And, oh yeah, an evening out pigmentation. (laughs) Evening out evening out. They are, said Murad Alam, a dermatologist in Chicago and president of the American Society for Dermatological uh, Surgery, the best studied and most evidence-backed topical medications for reducing the visible signs of aging due to sun exposure. Woot, woot. How lucky are we? Very. Very. So I guess some people get prescriptions for retinol, which I didn't know. Um, the dermatologist in this article said the over-the-counter work just as well, but they take longer. Quote, over-the-counter retinols can give you the same result uh, as a prescription, said Marnie Nussbaum, a dermatologist in Manhattan. It will just take longer. Okay, so here's the question. Last time I tried retinol, my skin got irritated. How can I avoid that happening again? Wait, we need a character voice for that person, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I want to bring back Pippa. Um, Pippa! Yeah. Uh, no, I think I'll do wine, mom. Last time I tried retinol, my skin got so irritated. How can I avoid that happening again? Um, first time users often experience dry, red, and peeling skin, a reaction called retinization. It's normal to get mild redness and mild exfoliation, said Dr. Nussbaum. People seem to think that if a little bit is good, a lot is better. Dr. Imber said, excessive irritation is not a sign that you are getting a better result from it. So don't put on too much retinol, people, unless you want to look like a peeling asshole. Sorry. Um, Unless you want to look like Mark Zuckerberg um, surfing. uh, Surfing, (laughs) but but worse. 
Um, so basically a little bit, and this is a very important tip. Use it as often as your skin can tolerate it, said Miss Darden, who also re recommends applying a moisturizer before your retinol if it is making your skin too dry. Yeah. Sorry, Miss Darden, okay. like elementary her name school is teacher? <laughs> what? Yeah, her name is Shani Darden. She's a celebrity facialist in Los Angeles. Okay. She tells her clients to use to start using their retinol once a week, adding a day a week so that you can build up. This is like really heavy duty. I guess people really use this stuff like, I, uh, I, yeah. I, I'll be honest, I haven't used it like this. I if have a friend get, who swears by it. If you get the prescription strength, which um, I do like I have a tube that is I think it comes in three strengths and I think I have the middle strength that I think it's like 0.05 percent and yeah. I get it off of the interwebs from Indonesia because <laughs> otherwise Kim, you have to go to a you doctor must, you've got to give me you need <laughs> to give me your like source because yeah yeah please hook us up with your dealer yeah, in yeah. Indonesia. oh my god well, yeah are, are you sure it's places? not laced with fentanyl yeah, yeah, be careful of the Um, Sometimes it's India, sometimes it's Indonesia, and it comes from a dispensary, a pharmacy there. Um, and they, it takes a few weeks to get here. But yeah, um, I really layer it with moisturizer. And since I've been living in Barbados, I only use it at night. Right. Because it reacts very badly with the sun. I would be a peely mess otherwise. Um, but yeah, that's my experience with it. I'll hook you up. Well, Kim, I'm glad that you mentioned that because one of the questions here is why can't I use my retinol during the day or in the sun? The main reason, Dr. Analik, my God, they have like 35 dermatologists mentioned in this article. It's amazing. They all, have, they, they all have very exotic names. They do. It could be them. also my my poor pronunciation. I'd like to know their their genders. Um <laughs> Uh, anyway, she said is because the sun's ultraviolet rays render retinols ineffective. So many people fear a toxic reaction to the sun, but there's actually no evidence of photoallergy or phototoxicity with retinols. He said, adding that your skin may be slightly more sensitive to the sun because of the exfoliating effect of retinols on the skin. So good sun protection is a must. Okay, the other question, this is not for us, but... I'm in my 20s. Am I too young to start using a retinol? This is so annoying to think about a 20-year-old taking care <laughs> of their skin. Um, they should be out there burning. Yeah. These are not too young, according to Dr. Nussbaum, who noted, who noted that retinols can prevent photo damage, increase skin cell turnover, and decrease acne breakouts. Retinols are good to use nightly to protect the skin from external damages, such as the, the environment and pollutants, which you are exposed to at an early age. So we're going to have all these like 20 year olds who become 40 year olds and they're all going to look like shiny objects. I'm really annoyed. Um, and then last question. I only like natural products. Are there any retinol alternatives that work just as well? Possibly. Uh, Buku Chual, I'm totally butchering that. Oh, God. Good God, I'm so sorry. It's like misgendering a plant or something. <laughs> An antioxidant found in the seeds of the plant, Passerolia coralifolia. <laughs> this is amazing. I'm so, we're, my, we're, my, 
We're going to do a bonus feature where we just have you read off the Latin names of plants and animals out loud. The botanical episode. (laughs) I've... My... So Pusillonia, is, is that what it was? I wish, I wish it was Pusillonia. <laughs> it's Pusarella. You guys, it's just so bad. I'm so sorry to all the plants out there. Pusarella um, sounds like the next James Bond movie. <laughs> yeah, I wish it was Pusarella Cory Fungus, but it's not. It's like Pusarella. I can't even do it, you guys. Anyway, this the seeds of this particular plant that I'm not physically capable of pronouncing the name of shows promise but ultimately really what's made in the lab is going to be better and important to note for the the birthing people out there uh do not use retinols when you're pregnant or breastfeeding um because it uh it can interfere with the formation of male genitals in the womb Oh, that's okay. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Well, in that case, lather it on, ladies. <laughs> uh, birthing people. Um, I would not recommend it. Dr. Would- Alexiadis said, chances are you'd be using so little of it, but you do not a- want a situation when you when you say that it is safe and people are putting it right on their belly. What? people? Okay. If you're putting retinols on your pregnant belly you might want to see a therapist i was just Um, expecting that you'd have like dry nipples i know Uh, i guess maybe for stretch marks but anyway so there's your little retinal primer and kim the most important thing about this segment is that you're going to hook us up with your source in bali and anybody who joins our patreon and contributes monthly to this podcast will also reveal that information to you wait a minute i'm not trying to go to jail for international drug trafficking y'all so like you'd have to like contribute at like the 50 dollar plus level though yeah giving out that info to like the ten dollar five dollar like member if i'm going to risk a felony you need to donate at least fifty dollars 100 that's a hot that's a pretty hot link yeah um so anyway like get your retinols people because apparently it's a, a miracle substance yeah i keep buying these creams that i don't want to you know it's not cheap right kim well especially since you're getting prescription but, yeah, um, yeah, it's not it's not cheap. So I keep buying these like creams that like Amazon reviews promise me will eliminate my eye wrinkles and they never do. And my friend Ginevra keeps saying, you got to use retinol. So gotta if, I wanted use to get, retinol. if you wanted to just get retinols like stateside, you have to go to a dermatologist and ask them to prescribe it. Yeah. And oh, wow. yeah. also, you don't want to be fooled by the knockoff version. What is it? Retin-Aid, Kim? Well, the, the... the prescription brands are Retin-A, so that is prescription, okay. and then there's Tretinoin, and okay. that is also prescription. But if something is a retinol, that is a less concentrated version. That's the over-the-counter b- version that you okay. can find in Olay products or Avon products, and some of those are really good. Okay. Right. So the retin is the one you want. You want retin-A or tretinoin okay. if you okay. want a prescription strength. Oh, I have a question. When you started using it, did you just do one day a week? I did. I started really, uh, I started slowly, but I found that I was um, 
tolerating it pretty well. I did have a few like peely incidents, but then I started layering the moisturizer yeah, and that helped a lot. And also not wearing it during the daytime in the yeah. summer or and, and definitely I do not do that here. Yeah. Okay. Very interesting. I think I'm going to pursue it because I don't think I've done retinol and it sounds like it actually really works. You're going it to. does. I mean, one thing that's done for me, sorry to tell you guys, if you haven't reached middle age yet and you are dealing with acne in like your twenties or thirties, it doesn't just magically go away for some people. Um, but retin-A keeps my skin really clear. That's one of the things that it's done. And that was the original purpose for retin-A. And Listener, then there are- um, is- Kim's skin looks great. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is what my friend Geneva recommended for acne. It's the new thing, Adipoline. It's really good. Yeah. Oh, wow. Have you tried this? And you can buy I this haven't. from your favorite online retailer. This thing makes things that look like they're going to get really bad the next day, like magically at least kind of shrivel up. Wow. Not sponsored. Hashtag. Tip. It's um, for those of you who can't see the video, this is different brand, but it's Adipoline gel 0.1%. Don't put that on your pregnant belly either, ladies. <laughs> Even if you've got if a you nasty like your baby boy there. to have genitals also yeah. on your yeah. belly. It causes things to shrink up. Oh, God. Oh, do we know that? Or does it make like horse size? I mean, we don't know I mean, what. No. <laughs> Don't be putting those little tidbits of disinformation into yeah. our podcast. All of a sudden, we have this rash of listeners who've gone out and rubbed this all over their junk in hopes of getting a horse penis. <laughs> yeah, we need to label this my third warning? Yeah, we need to label this episode fake news. <laughs> is this my third warning? Um, this is you're gonna you are on. Two and a half warnings. Okay. okay. Take HR, your, if you keep it up, we're going to start sending you a very strongly worded email in just a few minutes. So, yeah. Maybe on podcast or off podcast at some point, we can talk about um, if you've ever had any warnings at work because I have. Oh my God. I've had a serious disciplinary warning. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. But we're going to open up an investigation. Is, is that also like a bonus content for the Patreon? Yes. Sorry, I know we we're I'm very aggressively selling the Patreon, but we really need that cold hard cash from your pocket to ours so we can get a cool setup like Jen, so we can pay a producer to give us better audio. This is not like slush money for us to to go right. out and um, purchase retin-A uh, off black market. <laughs> buy, buy retinol. <laughs> exactly. This is uh, awesome, very helpful information. And I actually meant to ask uh another uh, week we have to move on but um for me the best beauty treatment out there is the slider of uh touch up my appearance on zoom oh <laughs> oh wow i didn't know about this Are you not so aware many of that? tips no my god now i only put it on level one it's in the video mm-hmm. settings of zoom i only put it on level <laughs> one because if you push it to the extreme you basically just look like a pastel of yourself. <laughs> it's oh, I love horrifying. That. <laughs> but um, you, that's like uh, calling back never... to our episode about um, how companies need to use like Snapchat to talk to their Zoomers. Uh, I am shocked you've never used this touch up my appearance feature. 
Kim's just going through the filters now. No, but, but I'm, I'm going to. Oh, wow. Kim is. <laughs> oh, my oh. God. She's a dirty little pig, isn't she? <laughs> that fun. is so funny. I never explored those options before. Next time you have a job interview, just like pop them on. <laughs> exactly. Mired. <laughs> All right. Speaking of technology, as always, these transitions are so seamless. I just can't believe it. Do you want to tell us about the future? In 30 years, stuff will be different. How different? We don't know. But we'll speculate for the show. Come along for the ride. Yeah. I want to talk about the future. And I want to talk about sex. Okay? Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things. That can't be. It's so hard to sing on Zoom because because nothing ever loops up together and also because the people doing it. Um, no, but I, that was really good. Mm-hmm. That was salt and pepper. We'll walk down memory lane, um, pull in that um, theme song before the theme song thing that Camilo sometimes likes to do. <laughs> so um, I wanted to talk about the future of sex. And I consulted, what did we just, what did we decide that the Wall Street Journal was? The poisonous Wall Street Journal? That sounds about right. Yes. Yeah. So the poisonous Wall Street Journal, uh, another one of our favorite sources, has a series called The Future of Everything. And I consulted one of their articles about the future of sex. So you guys, the future of sex in 30 years, it's going to look a little bit different. And you're just like every other aspect of our lives in 30 years, technology will be inextricably linked with our sex lives. And it's already happening. Uh, Tech sex industry is a $30 billion a year industry already in 2021. We have always been obsessed with technology and sex since Barbarella in 1968 to Spike Jones's Her in 2013. I don't know if you guys have seen those movies, but we've always been obsessed with sex of the future. Um, but sex tech is really coming right along no pun, no pun intended. <laughs> um so there's robots there's wearables there's vr what i love about when we talk about these future segments it all just sort of seems to morph into the same freaking thing like it's it's going to be augmented mm-hmm. sex bot reality crispr technology m- matrix like plug-in plasma goo like that <laughs> in the future and if you're not with it jen i'm so sorry <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll i'll just have an old-fashioned like wooden vibrator in the corner <laughs> old-fashioned missionary for you missionaries yep. was good enough for my ancestors yep i'm like i'm not letting silicon valley up in my snatch <laughs> nor any Listen. silicon of any kind they, mm-hmm. they yeah, oh, Silicon is is one of the safer 
materials you should use for your snatch, by the way. Side note. That's true. Um, Not so wood. let's just read a little bit of this. I just wanted to give you a little taste of this from the poisonous Wall Street Journal. Uh, how tech will change sex and intimacy for better or worse. Uh, this article is by Elizabeth Bernstein. Uh, the future of everything spoke with Dr. Lemiller, who is a sex expert. Is nobody uh, called Smith anymore? <laughs> Apparently a sex not. expert and a, a social psychologist and Kinsey Institute researcher. Um, and yes, just as most areas of our lives, including work and relationships are going virtual, so will sex. So the question was, is the future of sex about technology? And although this technology is being designed with financial gain in mind, it has the potential to benefit us. For mm. example, we know that novelty is essential in both our sexual and romantic, romantic lives. Research shows that the happiest couples are the ones that try new things. Okay, blah, blah, blah. We crave novelty. Like, forget about like the rabbit. We are talking about, <laughs> we are talking about full on robots that can not only fuck you, they can make you dinner first. They can compliment you. They can be programmed to woo you because it's not going to be just about sex. In the future, it's going to be about human intimacy. They already have a device that uses haptic technology called the Kissinger. Maybe you guys have heard about this. It allows you to send a long distance kiss to your partner. So you put your mouth against this artificial mouthpiece and you kiss it and you're like, ah. And but the property why that name, that name is such a turn off. Exactly. Yeah, the war Because criminal. they're like, okay, how can we use the Good word God? Kiss? Kissinger. Oh, okay. Some fucking Gen Zer made that. That's, that's what that's about. <laughs> because they don't have. Yeah, who has no like. Baggage. Yeah, no they didn't take history classes. They just yeah, no, no history degree, basically. Um, what if the so, mouth was modeled on Henry Kissinger? Oh my god! <laughs> with this new technology, you can make out with dead Henry Kissinger, oh. and it's so freaking hot. Um, is Henry Kissinger dead? He's never way? dying. He's gonna be alive. He's not he's right. He's not. He is. Um, no, he's. He nev he's never he's gonna never gonna die. Dying. Speaking of a blood-sucking vampire that will never die, gender identity. That's oh no, you ruined you ruined my gender identity. <laughs> no, mine's sexy, vampiric, vampiric, femdom, um, uh, disco queen. Yes, exactly. Um, so yeah, you can kiss this thing. It's called the Kissinger. Gross, but your partner, if they have this device on the other side can just put their mouth on it and, and just do that right back to you and uh there's other technology uh, that people are working on for instance and a lot of this is more about intimacy that like i said than just sex uh so if you aren't able to sleep with your partner this pillow if you have one and your partner has one say they're on a business trip thousand miles away or say they're somewhere 
you know, in Thailand, I'm sure they're not having sex with the lady girl or boy. Um, don't worry about it, but it will, it will mimic their heartbeat or it will actually, wow. you know, give you that feeling of their heartbeat based on what their heart is actually doing. So um, who wants their partner that close to feel their heartbeat? It's, it's too hot. Like get away from me. This, that's what a king size bed is for. Get as far oh, away man. from me as possible. You're exuding way too much heat. Yes, Very uncomfortable. We've established in, in previous episodes that you don't like any sort of Human touch closeness with your partner. <laughs> that is, that is, yeah. that is inaccurate. I just don't want it when I'm trying to sleep, especially when you're living with a human yeah. furnace. It's well, guys, listen. I mean, there's so much. It's the only there's... child syndrome. All of this technology was like designed for you, Camilo. It it really was, and there it goes so deep. There, um, there's also technology that they're working on, and this is kind of amazing that, and and they're close to it that you would just be able to touch a button. Um, it's an implant that's on your spinal cord, and it would elicit an immediate orgasm. And wow. that might sound funny. There are people who have lost feeling in, in, you know, their extremities, they have paraplegia, they're paralyzed and they can't achieve orgasm. I mean, that's an incredible yeah. invention. Um, and the yeah, thing that is, amazing. is, right. How, how amazing would that be? Um, but also if people had access to orgasm at, you know, the drop of a hat like that, would they just go around just pushing the button 24 seven? It would just become another, another virtual sort of addiction. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna well, press the button. Like highly inappropriate. Can you imagine? Exactly. I'm gonna what if do you were it, like, I'm... stop pressing the button and I'm gonna report you to- Th That was exactly my thought. While I'm getting reprimanded by HR, that's when I'm going to press the button. Yeah, watch yourself. <laughs> um, and, and the thing is that in yeah. the future, guys, augmented reality and virtual reality will allow us to be intimate in these very real settings with this apparatus that we're attaching to our body. So we'll be able to feel things. We will be able to also change the way that our bodies appear. If we want, you know, we could have... We don't even have to be human. Um, there's that. And you could have sex with anybody you want, dead or alive. So this opens up a whole can of worms. Is that cheating? And what about consent? Should you be getting consent before you have sex with the virtual reality version of someone? I mean, I think it's quite interesting. Um, so there's that. It's going to be limitless the possibilities sex will be virtual sex will be distance and distance and remote it will be less messy for sure there will be a lot less physical consequences um yes jenny does this sound hot to you was, well i was thinking about like would you do a threesome with a virtual reality third why not? If you were like, like, right. Like I would be more, I wouldn't, I'd like, okay, I'll be frank. Like it's not something that I would engage in now. Cause I kind of think like Winston Churchill said, democracy <laughs> is a shitty, 
No, listen to me. He said, <laughs> democracy is a shitty system, but it's the best one we have. And I feel like that about monogamy. Like monogamy, monogamy is shitty, but it's the best like system we have. Is monogamy the monogamy monopoly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a plant where you can it's a you know way to get retinol. It's a pussy ococcus. Um, <laughs> if you buy more than one property on, the, on could, the board, I would be more willing to have a virtual reality threesome than a threesome in real life. I think yeah. that makes a lot you of sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, but what? Wait, what? Yeah. A freaking like blow to your ego if then your partner decides that the virtual reality person is more appealing than you and and dumps you for the, the, the virtual VR, reality the it's a great premise is is perfect the vr person can be completely have all of the physical characteristics that you can imagine you can order it up just like a happy meal um so it is an interesting prospect. I think it might open up a lot of possibilities and open up for people to explore safely their whatever fantasies they have and whatever sexual predilections they want to explore but might not want to do in reality. But um, Can I, because, yes. Uh, sorry. I just want to say that the climax of this movie is Jen furiously trying to hack into the cloud to delete Samantha from the servers. Samantha? Of course. Yeah, that's where that's a, Samantha that's the how VR lover. Yes. Oh yes. Yeah, exactly. Just I deleted just before your Shantane I is about to climax with her. She dematerializes. Exactly. I deleted your JPEG. We see the timer, like, you know, that timer that's like, you have 10 seconds before <laughs> okay. he blows. It's going to be total Blade Runner. I have, okay, I want to take this really, really dark, though. Yeah. What about pedophilia? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, as I was saying that, exploring predilection, that word has uh, a negative connotation. I mean, I think just as we regulate actual sexual activity it will be it will be inevitable that that will have to be regulated in some way okay I let don't, me play I, let me play devil's advocate here with this and say that the way that they say that actually violent video games can satisfy your need, need for committing violence and so you don't take it out into the real world could this be a tool used to keep pedophile because i was also well, thinking about like incels who go out and shoot women if they have a robot lover will that keep them off you know yeah this is this is something that i was actually exploring because i did make that connection about video games and how some people will argue that video games make kids more violent and there are actually some studies that say that and there are studies that say the contrary there have there has not been to my knowledge uh with the research that i've done uh really definitive studies that prove that video games cause uh, kids to be more violent and i don't know about the converse do they help kids to get out their violent tendency therefore um, keeping them from doing it 
in real life. I suspect that's not the case any either. I mean, one of the things that was mentioned in the, the article I read, and I don't remember where it was from because I, I didn't really plan to, to quote it today, but um, the argument against uh, video games actually causing real life violence is that how come this is only happening in the U.S.? I mean, boom, your, your argument is shattered right there. This is a, a U.S. phenomenon by and large. Um, video games are not. Video games are popular all around the world. And the only place where we have these regular mass shootings and violence of this level right. is the United States. So I don't know. Um, I don't think in the case of pedophilia, I think absolutely not. There has to be some, there has to be some legislation, some law against that there, there because I, I, I don't know, I'd have to gather the, you know, the legal reasons in my, in my head, but like, it's, it's making me think that like, if in the VR world, we can allow that if, are they then seeking out other sources as well? But then does that line up with the whole video game argument? Like, oh, if right. you're, you know? So it's a oh, creepy um, and extremely uncomfortable thing to ponder. Yes, yes. And, it's, and it's what we have to leave on. Thank you, Jenny. Uh, because we are over our time as usual. Um, so, uh, let's not leave on that. <laughs> I'm going to overroll from the HR department. <laughs> we're not leaving the, uh, leaving this episode on pedophilia. I just want to leave you guys with a, uh, a question. One, one more aspect of this, which is okay. There have been what, okay. We've talked about sex and intimacy, but you know, the long standing since the beginning of time reason to have sex is to procreate at least that's what the you know right-wing christians will tell you um but since 1979 eight million people have been conceived by ivf and then in 20 and 40 years i think in the future very very few people and according to this article will choose to conceive naturally so that's another aspect wow. of tech and sex only poor people will conceive naturally i think actually in barbarella that was part of the plot line um because everybody's trying to have sex with her and she's like from and from in my uh on my planet you know that's just not done it's like poor people who have se uh, who who have sex wow uh, and what about and technology and other stuff and what about rich people not even conceiving within their body so they don't ruin it quote unquote right well, yeah, I mean, they don't ruin it. And also they, they don't leave, they don't leave things to chance. You know, why, why conceive naturally when there are so many bad natural things that can happen? I mean, can of worms, you guys. Um, yeah. I mean, childbirth is totally brutal on women's body it, how, for millennia it was the cause primary cause of death in, in women. So, yeah. you know, it's really interesting to think about when's the last time you guys read brave new world. Long time ago. It, when they, when I love that. I love that book. He was in, I mean, he wrote that in like the 1930s and man, he was really on point though about certain things. But Kim, and, you're right. This is much more cheerful. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Ish. 
Ish. Oh, <laughs> uh, this has been splendid. We could, as usual, talk about this stuff all day long. It's fascinating. Um, but we can't. <laughs> so we won't. But what's going you, on? Uh, I, I don't think I need then? to plug the Patreon anymore. I think I made it perfectly clear what's going on. Uh, what can you do, dear listener? Please share the po- this podcast with at least one person this week. And if uh, that you know listens to podcasts, it's very hard to convert people who don't listen to podcasts. It's almost a fool's errand. You can try, but... But I find, go- though, once you find the one podcast that really excites you, then you want to listen to a million podcasts. Yeah. yeah. So if you know somebody like that, just True. have them add us to their roster. Yeah. Yes. If you know anybody with, like, addictive personalities, that's really good <laughs> for us because they'll, like, binge our show and, you know, that... That would be very helpful. Everything, all our socials are at halfway there, the podcast. Yes? Yes. Yep. You can get show updates and links to the articles, maybe sexy selfies. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) And what else? I'd be curious to hear from listeners about which segments, because I feel like these topics are super juicy, like the future of sex and um, not the future of retinol. That's okay. But if you have any hookups in like, you know, other countries, let us know, because we're always looking for new sources. But I'd be really curious to hear what people think what what people would like us to do more of like what they'd like us to talk in more depth about definitely sure. want to hear more about pedophilia always sure. mm-hmm. top, top. so yeah or their uh, gender i think that's your third warning yeah you're you're done you're out <laughs> i thought i was way i thought i blew past the third warning an hour ago. i was trying to be understanding and generous with you <laughs> uh yeah so yeah no guys uh Please, please like, subscribe, write us a five-star review. We are currently only accepting five-star reviews. (laughs) Uh, We are on all of the platforms where you consume podcasts. So find us there. And And, we love you. And for each one of us you name in the review, send us $25. (laughs) Please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well, it's been great. Thank As you, usual. everybody. I've enjoyed this chat. Me too. Keep it perky. Keep, Keep it, it perky. Keep it perky. <laughs> I'm trying it out. This has been halfway there, but it's also the end. The end of this episode of Halfway There. You get it.